hit that music. Hit it. Drop, drop that beat. Brandon, do you remember that song? Michael. I remember that song. I used to hear it almost every week. On usually almost. either Sundays or Mondays. Correct. Sundays and Mondays. And tonight is a Monday night when we are recording. It is Monday night, the 21st of November. 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 It's a victory Monday. It is a victory Monday for both of us. Um, so... First of all, I'm Mike Morazzo. That's Brandon Silvera. We're back to uh, the boys are back. Played that little boys are back song in the pre-show. Can't play it again. Might get fined or sued. Don't want to do that again. <laughs> nah, they got enough money. I got. They got enough money. Yeah, they got enough money. Okay, so uh, you're I, in a I victory Monday after us. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't even know who we are. So, I too. Very few people know who we are. No, the important people do. <laughs> the ones in our lives who are important to us. Uh, yesterday I went to work uh, when I woke up to go to work, I got up at four, like I do. And then I, I watched, I sat down next to my daughter in my living room to watch the bears game before I go to work. Had the Cowboys played first, I would have watched the Cowboys game and then the bears later. But so the bears are, I had the, well, you would have, you would have missed the whole fourth quarter. Well, uh, the, what I, yeah, I know. So what I, what I did was I watched the bears game. My daughter goes, you don't have enough time to watch this game. Cause I leave at five 30. And I said, Oh yeah, I do. So I put it on. One speed, so it's just the guys running around, you know, no volume. And then if I saw a touchdown, I would, right, or Benny Hill music. And then if I saw a touchdown, I'd stop it and rewind it and then watch it in regular motion. So then I got to work, still hadn't, still had no idea what the Cowboys did because I didn't want to look. I was going to watch it today when I got up and be surprised. But you can't go to work where your friends also like to watch football and then put the game on. The, the Sunday night football game in the squad room and not see the score of the, when it's the second story that NBC does is the Cowboys beat the living piss out of the Vikings 40 to three. I'm like, Holy yeah. shit. So I actually watched it today. And uh, then I saw your team was playing and I didn't want to watch it. Cause I was going to watch it in the shop tonight while I edit this podcast. But you told me that they were you up sh- by some, you should have told me large. Sum. Told me that. Well, I still don't know the final score or how they scored. Or, the, or I, I didn't even get – I might even get to see a tremendous comeback by the other team. I don't even know who they're playing. I don't really care. Who are they playing? It's the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, God. Yeah, they're, I, I am watching them on Hard Knocks in season. It's pretty the, interesting. The Kyler Murray-less. Uh, still, but so Colt Cardin- McCoy Cardinals. wasn't working his magic this week like he did last. No. <laughs> no. He's, he's no good. He's playing like a 38-year-old quarterback. Oh, wait. He's 36. Oh, he's 36. Well, maybe he's playing like a 38 year old quarterback. He's, he's playing like a backup. Eh, well, that's why he's a backup. So, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that it's a, uh, it's a victory Monday for both of us. So I have a friend who's a big Viking fan and I'm actually gonna, he doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't think goal. I don't know what that means. It drives me crazy when that's, I see I it. I don't know. That's what they yell at. I know. And they like clap over their heads. Right. And they chant it. So, I'm making him a Vikings thing for Christmas. Um, I don't want to tell him what it is, and I'm going to send did, it to him. Did you happen to see what uh, the, the salute to service that the Vikings did during their game? Um, I saw 
that there's a coach on their team that served three tours in the service. I don't. I didn't get to see. I, here's yeah, what I was doing no, with the Cowboys that. game. I was so watching. Could, like, uh, well, this is like a, a photo from the stadium. So like people okay. could like tweet in like photos oh. of service members and stuff. And like, okay. hey, this is you know my my cousin or my uncle or whoever. Well, somebody said, "Hey, this is my cousin." You know, it did several majors in the military, whatever. And um, <laughs> it's a picture of a, an adult film star, actor, actor. Oh, not uh, is it a female uh, actor wearing no wearing oh, no. a military <laughs> uniform? And it's one of those of like, if you know, you know. Oh, really? But they put it up on their big giant they jumbotron. Don't know. Well, they don't know. I would have missed that because I was watching the game today when I got up. Instead of going to Menards to get a bunch of wood that I need to build several projects, I decided to watch the Cowboy game and revel in the 40-point pounding. So all I did was watch the Cowboys on offense at regular speed and Micah Parsons destroying Kirk Cousins in fast speed and then back to regular speed for Cowboys running all over the Vikings and then back to well, fast speed. In regular speed, that was fast. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I can only imagine watching yeah. that <laughs> yeah. at, at 2X. So here's Skull. It's uh, written as Skull in Danish, Norwegian, and Swedish. Uh, is the Danish, Norwegian, Swedish word for cheers or good health, a salute or a toast as to an admired person or group. So That's weird. I thought it was going to be like some sort of battle cry. Why do Vikings say Skull? That's the next question. I don't um, care. I've given up. Wait, a skull <laughs> was a bowl that was often filled with beer and shared among friends to the word. So the word became a way of saying cheers. So there you go. You'll only yeah. get that kind of information right here on the handcuffs and sawdust podcast. Episode 53. He was fi- saved I, I because he was fat. What you do with that kind of information, but you have it now. Being fat saved his life. That's the name of this episode. Being fat saved his life. Brandon named it, and now he's going to tell us why. <laughs> so there I was. No, so, okay, what, so my particular beat within the city um, houses a county hospital, a county trauma hospital. Yeah, you told us so, before because you were supposed to be doing something there or something. Like, was this? You, you had mentioned that you were going to start doing, like, I don't know if it was suicide, did training or some bullshit with the hospital or admitting people who are, who are suicidal. I forgot there was a reason why being near the hospital for your new beat was going to be beneficial towards you and your career. I forget what it was because I don't really listen. Oh, because that's where they do all the like sexual assault uh, evidence collection. Yes, bits. that's it. No. Okay. Right. okay. What the yeah, fuck? That was close. That wasn't even remotely close. Some type of evidence thing. I, okay. Okay. Did you say so? All right. So, Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> and so this uh, this guy walks into the hospital and he's got a stab wound to his neck. And oh, this ain't a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is real. The story goes is that they were in a particular neighborhood with the windows down. Okay. Uh, not doing anything, and some random person came running up. Uh, no words, no nothing, but did a little quick little. Right to his neck and then ran off. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Holy shit. 
like a total stranger. Yeah, just completely random, ran up, boom, boom, right in the neck, and then left. Um, I'm out. So he goes Did he drop the knife and his, say, he's, I'm out? He just split. No, he took the knife with him. I'm not going to leave that. Take the cannoli, leave like the knife. You're in the story. Like you're hearing the story. You're like, what the fuck? Oh, my like, God. That's, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he, his brother-in-law drives him to the hospital, and he goes in. You know, he's getting sutured up. So we get the phone call of like, hey, uh, there's a walk-in stabbing victim. Somebody please come here. <laughs> so I go there, and this dude's like, it's a good like four to five inch laceration to his neck. And I'm talking to the doctor, and the doctor goes, yeah, um, it, it only got the the fatty tissue around his neck because he's a little heftier okay. fella. Fat man? And, yep, and and being fat saved his life because if he had been skinny with little to no fatty tissue around his neck, he'd be dead. Wow. Fat guy so, in a little coat. Saved his life. So it saved his life. And that's how this episode got its name. Got its name. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so the, the laughing was appropriate this time. All right. Wow, okay. So what else happened other than fat guys getting stabbed in the neck for no apparent reason whatsoever other than they were sitting in a car with a window down? Uh, apparently they didn't like the song he was listening to. I don't know. Was it? Of Hispanic. I don't know what the fuck song is. Like. I, I don't know. Okay. It wasn't in the car. Um, I know people have been getting shot and stabbed, and you know it's fun. It's, it's called what would we call that again? Um, job security. An- anarchy. Anarchy. <laughs> oh, it's not job security. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. No, we had a it, so the way the the FTO program typically works is, you know, you go off, you start with your primary FTO, you go off to two others, and then you come back, right? Okay. So you can show the primary how much you've learned and all this stuff, and then your last two weeks, the FTO is in just plain clothes and is essentially a glorified ride-along. That's so that's what I was... Phase. <clears throat> no, it's called the plain clothes oh. rotation. So this is, you do shadow, then you do plain clothes? Basically. Okay. You do shadow in uniform, though. Uh, her shadow phase resulted in me getting an IA complaint. I don't understand how that worked. What? Yeah. So you Made show up on a call. Years. Four and a half years. You get a complaint. You didn't even speak IA one complaint. word. You didn't even talk I to anybody. Spoke. Oh. I spoke, but I wasn't like mean. Well, come on now. <laughs> Tell the I truth. might have Shame been a devil. little sarcastic. Uh-huh. Teeny weeny. But that's just, I, I'm always sarcastic. Though. I, of the three people that were on that call, I was not yeah. anywhere near the most rude. Oh, how did you get an IA complaint? I can't get, I don't know. I, what I think happened, and I don't know, because all I got was the little notification saying, hey, there's an IA complaint, and we're looking into it. Uh, but I think he probably just said, I complain on everybody. Okay. Which would make sense. Throw a big net over the whole department? Well, I mean, just the people that were there. Yeah. So well, You didn't masturbate in front of them, did you? No, I did not okay. do that. So you got that going for you, which is nice. That's, I, I make sure like my hands, like they just kind of like stay in my, in my vest when it's cold. Yeah, they do. I just kind of stand right there. That was just no temptation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's better than whacking off. Well. At least it's underneath the vest. Like you can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Like you don't see this. No, you can't see that. 
No, not you even, can't see that. No, you can't. Your wrists won't even have to move if you do that. Properly. Yeah, you just like I could even just cross it and be like, right. Oh, that's even easier. You'd never know. Easier. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get all the shit out of my system before these two <laughs> women graduate the academy in a month and come to nights. Yeah. So, so first, trying to get it out of my system. Yeah. So my recruits first week of plain clothes, we had to do um, this update training for the LGBTQ plus. Very good, Brandon. Yeah, because there's, I, hey, I've practiced really hard. The training paid off. Excellent. Um, Proud of you. But I had to come into work like four hours early at 11. Oh. Do Overtime, that training baby. and then go to work. Yeah, it was great. So we do that, go to work, and then uh, we go to jail because the recruit found an occupied stolen vehicle and a bunch of stolen property. So she had a good little felony arrest to end her week, and we went to jail, and we came out. My buddy sent me a text. He goes, hey, just so you know, there's a citywide holdover for swing shift because there's two homicides working in the city. And I went, well, that sucks. Citywide holdover. So no one can right. go home. Yeah. So I told her, all right, cool. Park in the parking lot in the secured lock and then just start typing. <laughs> like, well, start typically typing during holdovers. Yeah. T- okay. Typically during the citywide holdover, like they just kind of like you're there as like a just in case something really bad happens. But they, they typically will like won't send swing shift out to stuff. Well, something bad happened. <laughs> oh, wait. While you were uh, sitting. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, good so thing there was a holdover. we're sitting there typing, yes, during the holdover, and then around 2 a.m., which is an hour past when we're supposed to be off, yeah. um, a stabbing comes out downtown. And we get sent to it. So I'm like, ah, shit. Not the guy who got stabbed in the neck. No, this okay. is, the guy that got stabbed in the neck was this past week. This was like three weeks ago. Okay. Something like that. All right. It was a while ago. So... We jam downtown for the second ones there, and it's not just one person that stabbed; it's two people that stabbed. And were they it's making love not at the time? Looking good. No, they oh, weren't. Okay. I mean, that would have been interesting. Maybe it's a really long night. Least. Yeah. Yeah. Got <laughs> two with I one. At that point, it's a sword. Yeah, that could be samurai sword. What, at what point does it graduate from a knife to a sword? Yeah, that's a good question. How many inches does it need to be? Because there's a bastard sword, which is about this big. Which and like yeah. twelve inches, right? Bastard. But then sword. you also have the dagger component. So, like, what's right. the difference between a knife, a dagger, and a sword? And a bastard sword and a regular sword. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a sword's a sword. It's right. in the sword so, class. But a bastard right? sword. You have knife. Is... You have kitchen knife. You have pocket knife. Like, we're not going to differentiate, right? Yeah, right. Okay. But we go knife, sword, dagger, dagger sword, sword. Okay. Like, where I wonder where the cutoff is. Like, where's what's. Interesting choice know. of words. Uh, cut yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't intended. So So you went to that two uh, stabbing. People who were not making yes. love got stabbed. Two people. Yes, outside of a nightclub. Okay. Was it a gay nightclub? So no. Okay, good. Actually, I don't know. I've never been to that club. I don't go to like nightclubs and bars. Yeah. And well, who does? Downtown except town in the city that I work in. Undesirable. Because that's just begging for issues. So, um, so we get out and it's like, we're the second ones there. And I, as we're running up, I tell the recruiter, I go, you're kind of on your own on this. Good luck. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to go be a cop too. So I'm not going to babysit you. Don't get stabbed. Right. 
So that was uh, a very long, interesting day where we had absolutely no resources because I had a club with, a, like, I think it had probably about 200 heads in there. Oh. Including the staff. Okay. And I had maybe 10 cops to work that. And then these guys get loaded up and, you know, the paramedics will tell you, like, yeah, it's life-threatening. Cool. I'll send somebody to the hospital. So I get on the radio and, like, hey, I need a unit to go to the hospital. And I get met with, there isn't, there aren't any. No go, one's okay, go available. <laughs> I said, okay, go citywide. And she comes back with, no, no, no. There's nobody in the city that can go. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so we sit and like, wait. Like, okay, well, send the next available car there or call the sheriff's office. Because. Yeah, they're your neighbors. They can if, help. I, I need to know if he's going to die. Yeah. And the hospital he's going to is a county building, so there should be some there. Oh, sheriffs or dead people? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully that county hospital is better than Cook County Hospital, where he certainly would have died. No, they, they, both, uh, they both lived, so okay. that was Maybe nice. Harrison Ford was there, escaping law himself, and dressed up as a doctor and saved his life by looking at an x-ray. It was the one-armed man. But yeah, so thankfully they won or they they lived because if they didn't, I might still be there. Yeah, thirty hours wasn't so, enough. Yeah, so I think by the time we were done, I mean by the time we were done, she had like three statements from that to type up. She had her stolen vehicle arrest, and she had a domestic violence arrest to start her shift. Good. So she had three reports to write. So. Back to the car. Yeah. Because Cook County is Cook County. It, had I pulled over a car load of people in a stolen car, I would have got criminal trespass the vehicle and not anything to do with a stolen car. What did you guys get the charge? Um, well, I know what she wrote down. And what I suggested was um, the stolen vehicle, the possession of stolen property. Okay. Um, she had She admitted to theft from a retail store so i said that sounds a lot like shoplifting or possibly even burglary because it sounds right. like she went in with the with intention the intent of stealing steal, of course so i go but you know you're the one that's gonna have to go to court not me so write so, down what you can and then she had a little bit of uh, dope on her and uh i think a, or no she didn't have a pipe because she told i was talking to her after like so where's the pipe because you're the only person i've met that has meth and no pipe she goes well i snort it i go well that sounds like it hurts <laughs> Yeah. Goes, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right. Well, at least you're honest. Hey, you got to love an so, honest crack whore. Burglar. Yeah, so I think she ended up Thief. with, I think, like four four felony charges. Nice. That will probably all get played down to misdemeanor, and she'll get probation and credit for time served. Will she have to post a cash just, bond, or is it like just Chicago? reading and, the tea leaves. In five weeks, when um, everyone's just out on their own, running around wreaking havoc. So... For that, I think the bail amount was twenty five thirty. It was getting close to fifty k. Oh, so five grand. Do you guys do ten percent out there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But usually, like everyone gets released, you know, um, uh, ROR. Yeah. So they're on okay. recognizance. Yeah. Uh, so whether or not she actually had to pony up any money. Or if she's still in jail, I don't know. Do you guys have, um, because when I was in Alabama and Pennsylvania, 
which we'll talk about later. Uh, I saw bail bondsmen places near the courthouse. <clears throat> we don't have that kind of shit yeah, that, up here. Do you guys have that out there? Oh, yeah. We have any any bail bonds or bail agents or anything like that. They're all like Rapid County Jail, courthouse. Right, right, right. All that stuff because it's you know target rich environment. Yeah, we don't have those. They're not allowed in Illinois. So oh, well, that's that's nice. So dog the bounty hunter would be dog the dog poop up picker upper if he was living in Illinois because <laughs> he, he couldn't work in the dog. Yeah. So that's it. So that's it, huh? Amongst the yeah, those are, I mean, those are the highlights. highlights. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, all no right. pursuits. Oh, let's oh, go. Okay. And all your rookies Not are doing time. well. Yeah, my rookie, she's out on her own. She's on midnights. So okay. she had to work eight days straight because she went from our team that has Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off to oh. the midnight team in the yeah. same district that has Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So she went okay. well, all the way through. Nice. Good for her. Now she's exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to yeah, law enforcement because that's, that's what it is. Yeah. And her last week with us, like everybody was off. So like there was one night like she was the only regular person there. And then there was like this giant sideshow that she got pulled for. And then like, she's there till like eight o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> so I sent her a text, like welcome to being a cop. Yeah. Today at the end of our <laughs> shift, when we got off at, you know, uh day shift, one guy called in with food poisoning or an ulcer, my buddy. And the other guy Eesh. was off his night SWAT training. So they were short all of a sudden. So the newly minted on his own, Recruit of maybe six weeks, not even. He's forced to stay and work in 18. So same thing, you know. Hey, welcome to the show. Speaking yeah, so of. So you want to be a cop. Yeah. And we, we tried. So we just we just wrapped up last night. We had two new rookies that were in FTO. So this is the first time our department has had two guys start at the same time. Because we normally. That's awesome. It's awesome until they both come to the shift at the same time, each with an, their own FTO. So I had one who was like 24, I'm, and my buddy Gio had I'm the other one. What? I'm telling you, yeah, that is so beneficial for them. Mm. Here's because, what happens. And I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because uh, that's typically how it works in my agency is we have specific training districts, and typically you have multiple recruits on each team. And they go through the training together because the midnight team on my side of the week only has one FTO. We've only been getting one recruit. And what happens with them is instead of bouncing ideas off their fellow recruits and learning together, right? what they're doing is they're looking up the more seasoned officer and going like, do I do this? Is this okay? And they're not thinking for themselves. They're asking permission to do something instead of just doing yeah, it. Yeah, but like our guys don't ride together. So when we. Well, yeah, but they end up at calls together, correct? If we can. You know, obviously four guys on the street, two, right. two of us have a trainee. Um, mm-hmm. You're fighting for calls in the wintertime right now if it's not Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night. Last night, okay, we had I guess- no paper calls on Sunday night. Um, okay. So you got the guy, one guy's being extended two weeks because he hasn't had enough experience. The other guy shadowed last night will be on his own starting Wednesday night. So we tried to talk to our lieutenant about switching up the two women, one on days and one on nights. And the other problem is that we have, we have three patrolmen that are FTOs. Me and my buddy Dan are the senior. 
and then the sergeant's an FTO. So total on our shift, we have four FTOs if need be. Day shift, one. So when those two guys are on yeah. the same day shift and there's only one FTO, one's riding with us, the patrolman, who's been there long enough, but it, they're not being taught properly. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, yeah. I can see that. So that's why we uh, wanted to switch them. Yeah. So I, what I like is them, like, because the way I've seen it done before at a small agency was basically the recruits went to every call together and then basically trade off. Like, I'll take this one, you take that one, I'll take this one, you take that one, I need this, you need that. Right. Okay. We try and do that. And then the other, allows. and then the other two patrol officers go to their calls together and they handle them like actual cops instead of just standing there going like, okay, how do we, so you were, your car was broken into three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. See, here's what, let me, let me clear the car. Dude, it's fine. They've been driving it for three weeks. I have the story. I always have an issue with the guy that I'm, I'm training no matter who it is, because I guess after the the time I have on the job, I kind of look like I know what I'm doing when I show up to a call. It's that presence that we get, right, when you've been on the street for a long time. Yeah. So I'm, wa- I'm walking up to any call. Just pick a call. I walk up with my recruit, and everyone just looks at me and starts talking. I'm like, no, 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 no. You got you to talk to this guy. <laughs> and he doesn't have the presence enough to go, you know, to, to say it's me. You want to talk to me. You need to talk to yeah. me. Even with his eyes, because your eyes communicate a lot, as you know. So when they look right at you in your eyes, and you do this, you just go, you know, like that. They, want, they start talking right away. So yeah. the new guys don't. But so, so uh, one guy's now Wednesday night will be his first uh, night completely on his own. And then the oh, other guy. Lonesome. All, yeah, last night we shadowed him. Our shadow period is he's in a squad by himself, but we follow him around. So we follow him to his calls. See, we, we follow we do him to something, his traffic stops. Yeah, we do something similar to that. Um, well, I, I think it's intended that way, but they do it for like payroll purposes because usually the FTO program ends like in the middle of the pay period. Okay. So they do something where they're, they call it solo in the district. So they're by themselves, right? They're just a regular patrol officer. Yeah. Uh, typically like mine, um, there was a day where we were, uh, it was a, the overlap day. So we'll go somewhere else in the city. Oh yeah. So she and I went to the same, went to the same district, but she was on her own. Okay. Uh, and typically you're supposed to follow them around and do all that yeah. stuff, but nobody ever does. And I was like, no, you, you've if passed you're on it, you're this part. Yeah. You got this you're, far. Yeah. yeah. If you're, if I'm not in the car with you, you can go do your own thing. So, so and there's no grading during that period okay. or anything that it's pretty much just for payroll purposes. Okay. Well, one's being extended, uh, two more weeks. So I'll have him Wednesday night and we're supposed to have him on Thanksgiving it turned out that we had enough guys, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm not working on Thanksgiving. So I took Thanksgiving <laughs> off. Um, it's my favorite holiday. As well you should. And I've worked enough Thanksgiving in my entire life, let alone at the police department in 23 years, so I'm not going to do it. But uh, So I'm, I'll just touch on a few things that I've had over the last few weeks that I found, you know, thought was interesting. One, uh, my buddy Brian, who's the newest soul, uh, newest rookie who's on his own now, uh, we, we have a lot of deer in our town. We have two big forest preserves and we get a lot of deer accidents. Did he hear one? Hit one? He didn't hit one, but it's like, you know, uh, 6.30, 5.30 in the morning, we get off at 6.45. So 5.30 in the morning, we get the 10.50 crash with a deer. And uh, I follow him over there and we pull up and there's, there's a guy that was driving northbound on this big four-lane highway. And the deer came 
On the right-hand side, if you're driving northbound, your right-hand side is east of you. That's where the Forest Preserve is. On the left, okay. on the west side of that major street, is all the residential area, apartments, houses, subdivisions, whatever. The deer was on the, on the west side of the street and came running to go back towards the woods and then slams into this van. There was a 10-point <laughs> buck, huge, big buck. When we get there, the van is now facing southbound. So I, I'm, I was trying to figure Jeez. out how the hell it happened. But so the guy hits him. The guy's car gets wrecked. He turn. He actually turns around. He does a U-turn. There's no traffic. It's you know it's five thirty in the morning on a Sunday morning. And when yeah. I get there with Brian, it's Brian's call, and I tell him, "Hey man, um, you're going to have to shoot the deer. That's what we do. We have to shoot the deer. We've all done it." Um. So he's like, oh, fuck. I go, we have to close traffic down four blocks down there and close traffic down eight <laughs> blocks down there, right? And then we got to put a squad over here at this side street so no one can come out. And then uh, he's like, all right. Uh, he wasn't really too keen about shooting a deer. And I, I look over towards the deer, and there's this guy hugging and petting the deer. Oh, shit. He's laying on the ground next to the deer, and he's, he's petting him, <clears throat> and he's comforting him. It's okay, little buddy. And We're going to get you. I go, what are you doing? Get away from that wild animal. Uh, he's in pain. I said, yeah, we're going to fix that. Not for long, he's not. I go, were you involved in the crash? He <laughs> says, no, I was just walking by, and I wanted to sue this. Oh, you're going to definitely want to get out of here. <laughs> you, you're going to want to. You don't want to see what happens next, buddy. You have to go way down there. So we, we, we clear the area. He finally walks. We tell him he's got to go. We can't do anything until he walks away, obviously because of ricochets and whatever else could happen, right? So now I'm going to put this out there. I'm not a deer hunter. I don't hunt animals. When I was trained to shoot deer 23 years ago, we would shoot the deer in the head. Apparently, I that's mean, not that, where you shoot that deer. That is the off switch. No, it's actually not. So I tell... If you blow its brain <laughs> out, uh, hold it's on. off. I tell Brian, just shoot him in the fucking head and... Now he's laying on the, this driveway. I go, how did the deer get over here? Because now the deer's like in the driveway, someone's house. And that guy who was he's laying on it. He's his life. He knows no, what's going to happen. The guy dragged him to the driveway. Me? Yeah, that guy that was oh. petting him. So he goes, I dragged him Why? over here to get him out of the road. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I hate you so much. Because <laughs> guess who's got to drag a 500-pound deer back across the street? You. Me and Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Brian goes, okay, we clear everything. Poor Brian. Pulls his gun out. He's like five feet from the deer. <clears throat> Blasts him in the head. Wait, he used his pistol? Oh, you have to. Yeah, we use our pistol, service pistol. Yeah, you guys don't have like a you guys don't have like a rifle or a shotgun or I guess we could have used our he doesn't have a rifle. I guess I could have used my rifle. Give him my rifle. Does he have a slug gun? No, we don't have a shotgun. Oh. We took the okay. shotguns out fifteen well, I mean... years ago. <clears throat> so okay. he shoots him with his nine. Right? He goes, no, the deer's just laying there. He shoots him with a nine yeah. in the head. All right, so now the deer's just laying there. And I go, okay, well, now we got to – first of all, I said to him, are you sure he's dead? And he's like – he's looking right at the deer, and he goes, yeah, he's not – I don't see his, like, chest going up and down. Not moving. And I go, okay, well, go over by him. And I'll, he starts walking by the deer, and deer goes, <laughs> just fucking sits up with his tongue sticking out and his eyes all in every direction. And he goes <laughs> – Brian goes, holy shit. And I go, I told you he's not dead yet. Shoot him again. He's like, God damn it. So he fucking takes his gun out, shoots him again in the head. Fucking eye comes out, right? His eye bulges out. 
He goes, I go, are you sure he's dead? Yeah. Are you sure? He's like standing over him. I go, don't put another round on him. <laughs> yeah. They should have seen it. I, was, I wish I had a camera. So now we got to drag this 500 pound deer across four lanes of the highway. And then we just, so we drag him across this, leaving this big blood trail across the road. And then we throw him into the ditch. Cause now that's Cook County forest preserve police. So we're going to yeah, let them problem. know that they can come and get this deer. So we get, we get all that done. Now he has to do a report obviously cause he discharged his weapon. So day shift comes in. One of my very good friends, Vince is a deer hunter. So we tell him, I said, Hey, Brian just popped this cherry. He had to shoot his first deer. And he goes, Oh, how'd you shoot him? And then I told him, he goes, you don't shoot a fucking deer in the head. I go, where do you shoot the deer? So apparently for you watching, or even you, Brandon, right here under the front arm. Uh, there, yeah, right behind the front shoulder is there's the a, heart. He said a saucer, 10-inch saucer size plate. Just picture that. You shoot him through there one time, deer dead. Not yeah. two times giving him a headache and popping his eyeball out of his head. <laughs> the, the logic in shooting him in the head is sound. It, but yeah. yes, if you're hunting, if you're hunting a deer, that is where you aim is right behind the front shoulder. So now I know next deer I have to shoot or make the rookie shoot um, right behind the shoulder, I guess. But that was fun. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, uh, that not was, fun, not fun. No, it was no, it wasn't fun. fun. It was very but, tragic and horrible. Um, it was funny. Yeah, it was the situation funny. turned funny. Yeah. So uh, and then I'll just end on uh, I got in a foot chase. Who doesn't love trauma? You <laughs> right. Got, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, like, was this a murder? So, we had a theft in progress at a local white hen store. You got in a foot chase Yeah, I know, it gets worse. Um, (laughs) Do do go on. First of all, I'm 56 years old. I'm just going to tell you guys this. I don't normally chase people. You should not be chasing shit, unless you're in the car. And it's a homicide. So. Okay. No, if it's a homicide, I should oh. be chasing someone. This was yes, not the yes, case. Homi- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Homicide, child rapist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You chase run. those people. Right, yeah. And somehow I talked myself into a foot race against my sergeant this spring. So I got to start training. Anyways. Oh, um, God, you're an idiot. <laughs> no, he's an idiot because he's got nothing to win. I'm fifth. I'll be 57. Oh, yeah, no, that's dumb. If he loses, he lost to an old man. And if he wins, he beat an old man. So he's got nothing to win. <laughs> um, so, anyways, we're all at the station hanging out. And we get the call from our local white hen or 7-Eleven that there's been a, th- a theft. Two, two black guys walked in, grabbed some food, and walked out without paying. One of them, last seen eastbound on this major street. Last seen uh, wearing a black Air Jordan jacket. So two male blacks, one's got an Air Jordan jacket on. So cool. I don't know. That should really narrow down your yeah, suspect pool. I know. I don't know how I always end up first. But anyways, we get in the cars. And so geographically speaking, our, we have two major east and west highways, and they're separated by about 10 blocks. There's two side streets that run from the south end to the north end, and they run along parallel streets. So you can go north to a parallel street to the parallel big road. So they were last seen walking on this major road. And then just south of that is a street that runs along it parallel as well with apartments. I come flying up the side street, turn off all my lighting, so I'm all blacked out. I come up to the street that runs parallel with the major road. Come up to the stop sign, creep up, and I see two fucking guys on that side street walking eastbound, carrying some shit, and on the back of one of their jackets says Air Jordan. <laughs> the three letters, you know, Air Jordan. 
Yeah. Well, Son of a bitch. You go, oh, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. Oh, they're actually here. So now a couple of things I should have done differently. Now, this isn't the first foot chase or time I've had to jump up on somebody. But normally what I would do is say I get on the radio and say I've got the suspects in my sight. I'm heading this direction. Come from this direction. We'll corner, you know, corner them all this other bullshit. Nah, nah. I turn on the side street and I'm driving east with my window down because it was still nice outside. And I roll right, right up next to them. And I go, hey, guys, what's up? And they both stop and look at me. One guy was so stoned, Brandon. He had flip. He had <laughs> what do you call those shoes that you can eat? This those sandals that you put on your feet. Um, they got the holes in them. They're made out of rubber. That's like you can eat them. You talking about the Crocs? Yes. He one guy's wearing Crocs, and they got that. You know the heel strap that you can flip forward. So it's yeah, not yeah. actually so you heel mode. Yeah. So it was up forward. So this guy isn't going anywhere. Right? So it was up forward. So he was in leisure mode. He wasn't even in full right. He's mode. in leisure mode. <laughs> He looks at me the like hell? I've never seen someone so stoned. I get out of my squad with the window down, shut the door, but the, win- the car's unlocked, you know. I walk Stay up to them. Stay ready. Don't got to get ready, man. One black guy. So the other guy with the Air Jordan shirt on, he looks at me, and yeah. he's carrying a plate of nachos and a pint of <laughs> Haagen-Dazs ice cream. <laughs> yeah, he's high as shit. And I go. That's really high. He looks at me, and he goes, oh, hell no, man. I ain't going to jail for this. And I go, don't. And he fucking takes off. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so I'm. I fucking chasing them and I'm running eastbound and I get on the air and I'm like chasing one of them eastbound approaching this street or whatever. He runs across the side because the street goes straight and then curves up on each end to the main thoroughfare. So he's going to, if he was continue running eastbound and then turn north like 300 feet, he'd be at the main street. But instead he cuts a corner and he, he cuts northeast across the street and he runs up an a, a driveway, a private driveway to this three flat apartment building. And I'm yelling, Stop running, motherfucker. I'm going to tase you. So I get my taser out, and I'm calling it in. And I know where he's going because I've been working here so long. He's going to run into the back of this apartment building that has a fence. The parking lot is fenced off, and you can't get out unless you jump said fence. And then he'd have to jump another fence to get to the main road. So I, I bl- stupid for those of you in foot chase, don't ever do this. I blindly run up the driveway because around the corner, I can't see what's around the corner. He's around the corner. And there's cars parked back there. But I run up the driveway without tactically, you know, cutting the pie, slicing the pie, right? I just run up the driveway. Run up the driveway, come around the corner. He's standing by the fence holding his food. He looks at me. I run at him. He runs. A, now I'm running towards him. Wait, He's running. Wait. All right. He still has the nose. Oh, yeah. Because I was going to tase him once he was trying to climb the fence, him. right? So he looks at me. Now we're, it's like a Bunny Hill video. He's over here. I start running towards him. He runs away from me. Now there's a car separating us. So now we're both running in the same direction. He's on one side of the car. I'm on the other. And he's back down the driveway. So now I'm running back. I fire the taser. Miss. He runs down the street. Brian's coming up the corner. Almost gets hit by Brian. Brian's squad's flying up the street. He runs right in front of Brian. He's still running towards the main street, north to the main street. Now Brian's chasing him. I got to get to my car, which is open with the window and a rifle in there, and everything else. So I'm running back to my squad, and I see the other shitbag on the street with a second person now, a third person. He's still there. He's just standing there. Well, he walked about, <laughs> he walked about 50 yards away, uh, northbound, or I mean westbound, away from this, the area, you know. So I yell, get the fuck back over here. And he's like, okay. So he turns around. <laughs> he starts walking back towards me with a woman who wasn't there. 
four minutes ago when I got in this chase. And I look at her and I go, who the fuck are you? And, and she's like, that was my stupid boyfriend who stole the food. And I go, give me all his information right now. And I can hear Brian. I'm going to need you to hang out. Yeah. So now Brian, he's picked up the chase. This guy runs blindly across a four-lane highway at night without, mind you, he hasn't dropped his food. He runs across the street, almost gets hit by a car. Brian's chasing him in the squad. He runs across some parkway, and now there's apartments over there that used to be uh, an actual hotel where I work security. There's all these buildings. He runs up to the front door to get in the door, and Brian just pulls his gun out and goes, get on the ground. <laughs> He's still holding his food. He just, <laughs> I'm done. He gets on the ground. He puts his food down. He's like, I was just hungry, man. So I, I got the other two. Two more guys pull up. You know, I send them over by Brian. I get the one guy who was the other offender, and I said, tell me about uh, what happened in the store. And he goes, man, I was never in the store. And I'm looking at him. He's got more tattoos on his face than I have hair follicles on my head. <laughs> and above his lip, it says, speak no evil. This is one. Oh, yeah. And I said, this is what I said to him, Brandon. I go, I don't know if you can see me, but I go, so you weren't in the store. He goes, no, man, I was never in the store. I go, I'm going to bring you back for show up. And they're not going to recognize all this, you know, pointing to his face. He goes, no, man, I was never there. I go, fuck you. So I cuff him. We throw him in the car. The girlfriend gives me all the boyfriend's information. At the time, we didn't know we were going to be able to catch him. So now Brian has him. We go to the store to do a show up, get him outside the car. Clerk comes out. Yeah, that's them. Okay. I don't want to do anything. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm not, we're not, we're not going to sign complaints. What the fuck? So we ended up bringing him for a local ordinance charge for theft and resisting. And I'm like, fuck you, Whitehead, or whatever the fuck your store's called nowadays. I ain't never t-. And the next day, my boss goes, the D- DC goes, what are you fucking chasing people for? You're too old for that shit. And I go, fuck it. I ain't chasing anybody anymore ever my whole life. I'm done. Not going to chase anybody anymore. So other than that, I hit my head on a tow truck. Um, boom, trying to clean up a uh, crash. And then I guess Troy, workers comp either. Troy felt bad. So then he gave me a bunch of stuff. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I forgot. He gave, he gave me <laughs> some stuff. It's a concussion. I can't remember. He, I had this big knot in my head and I had to have the paramedics come down at, you know, two in the morning and bandage wrap an ice pack to the back of my head. So <laughs> I, I got a picture of me looking like an idiot typing a report with an ice pack on the back of my head. Uh, so those nice. are some of the things that happened. Ah, uh, and as, we're, as long as we're talking about work, before we go to the um, Fallen Officer Memorial page, which I think we have like 15 or 18 officers, uh, I got a call from the deputy chief today. Actually, he texted me when I was sleeping and said, call me when you're awake. I'm like, okay. So I shoot him a call. I'm like, what do I do now? Or what do I forget to do? Because I've been forgetting to punch in. And I went to training and forgot to punch in. You know, I just, I'm so fucking tired lately. My vacations you know, really tired me out. And he goes, hey, um, so-and-so is going to be going. My buddy, who's a detective, he's going to have surgery. He's going to be off work for quite a while. So he said, uh, you know, he's going to be out for like six weeks, and we'd like to put you in investigations. So he hey. goes, um, you'll start in December, like as soon as he goes in for surgery. And then um, it's probably going to be about six weeks. He said, you'll have to go back to your shift when, when he comes back full time. But uh, are you interested? And I'm like... Fuck yeah, man. I've been wanting to get in investigations for a long time, and I know it's not permanent, but um, they are short a detective, and I was up for that position 
eight years ago with 15 years on before I left, and, and they gave it to a guy with three years on the street because that chief was a piece of shit. So I'm hoping that I get to go and learn a bunch and uh, really hopefully, you know, it'll be during day shift, so that's one thing. It'll be nice to work during the day, get to learn yeah. investigations, help out the d- division, and then uh, I will end up going back to my shift, possibly back to my shift, because he thinks that by the time I'm ready to go back to my shift, the girls will be done training in March. And once the girls are done with their FTO training, two people have to go to days because they're going to come to nights. So our fiscal year mm-hmm. is May 1st. I may go to days sooner than May 1st. Otherwise, I'll be back on nights for six more weeks after the detective rotation, and I'll be then on days after that. So I'm kind of well, excited. Yeah. Uh, you know, I told my wife, and she was, I think, more excited than I am because she knows how much I really want to do that job. And even though it's temporary, yeah. it's it's a nice little break. Yeah, um, it's better than nothing. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm not really sure how much I'm going to be able to contribute because they're swamped with work, and there's certain software that they use that I don't know how to use, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So maybe just yeah, going out on interviews and scooping up stuff, I don't know. But, uh, I, you know, I, I'm happy to. I told the deputy chief, I'm like, I'd be, I'm honored that you thought of me. And I, you know, I'd love, I understand it's temporary, but I'll look forward to the experience that I can always, maybe I can make an impression. So if they ever decide, you know, to make a fourth detective again, cause we only have, we only had f- four when they're full. Yeah. So who knows? But uh, yeah, so that's pretty good news for me. It made me kind of feel good today. And uh, that's awesome. And Kim I'm happy go- for you. Thanks pal. Kim goes, wait a minute. Are you going to be on days? <laughs> And I go, yeah. And she's like, oh, no. You're going to be home every evening? Like, yeah. I'm going to put up with you every day? God. Pretty much. Damn. Yeah. So that's it for work. And let's get into the um, fallen officers. We're just going to name the officer and the town and the cause. And uh, you guys can go to odmp.org if you want to see the details of how these officers passed. Richmond Police Department in Richmond, Indiana, Police Officer Sierra Burton. End of watch, Sunday, September 18th, 2022. Cause was gunfire. From the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office in Florida, Deputy Sheriff Michael Hartwick. End of watch, Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. From a vehicle assault. From the Austin, Texas Police Department. Senior Patrol Officer Anthony Martin. His end of watch was Friday, September 23rd, 2022. The cause was a motorcycle crash. Columbia Police Department in South Carolina. Master Police Officer Tyrell Owens Riley. End of watch, Saturday, September 24th, 2022, from my heart attack. I like Terrell Owens, by the way. Edgecombe County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. Detention Corporal Gregory Thomas Horn Sr. His end of watch was Sunday, September 25th, 2022, from a duty-related illness. Oklahoma City Police Department in Oklahoma, Sergeant Megan Burke. 
Her end of watch was Thursday, September 29th, 2022, from an automobile crash. From the Cook County Sheriff's Office in Georgia, not Cook County, Illinois, Cook County, Georgia, Major Terry Randall Turtle Arnold. His end of watch was Monday, October 3rd, 2022, from a heart attack. Deputy Sheriff Blaine Lane from the Polk County Sheriff's Office in Florida. End of watch Tuesday, October 4th, 2022, from gunfire. Inadvertent gunfire. I believe that was a training exercise. He looks very young. From the Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office in Kansas, Deputy Sheriff Sidney Carter. Her end of watch was Friday, October 7th. 2022 from an automobile crash. From the Greenville Police Department in Mississippi, investigator Maisha Brianna Stewart. Her end of watch was Tuesday, October 11th, 2022 from gunfire. From the Bristol, Connecticut Police Department. This was a domestic dispute. Uh, called in as a domestic, domestic dispute, excuse me, when a guy with a rifle opened fire when the officers arrived on scene. He shot Lieutenant Dustin DeMonte of the Bristol Police Department. This was October 12th. And he also shot Sergeant Alex Hamsey of the Bristol Police Department. A third uh, officer who was shot went back around and returned fire and killed the suspect with one shot. I don't know if you've seen the video, Brandon. It's the body-worn camera video. Um, for those of you that haven't, uh, it's it's pretty harrowing. Yeah. Um, amazing shot in that stress after that ambush. From the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department in Nevada, police officer Trung Thai. His end of watch was October 13th, 2022 from gunfire. Police officer Stephen R. Northam II from the Carrollton Police Department in Texas. End of watch was October 18th, 2022 from an automobile crash. From Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Officer Jorge Arias, whose end of watch was October 19th, 2022 from inadvertent gunfire. From the London Police Department in Kentucky, Police Officer Logan K. Medlock. Sunday, October 30th, 2022 was his end of watch from a vehicular assault. From the Niagara Falls Police Department in New York, Lieutenant Christina Zell. Her end of watch was Monday, November 7th, 2022 from COVID-19. From the Grand Prairie Police Department in Texas, Police Officer Brandon Tsai. His end of watch was Monday, November 14th, 2022, from a vehicle pursuit. And from the Marine Interdiction Agent, United States Homeland Security, Marine Interdiction, Interdiction Agent Michael O. Masida. Whose end of watch was Thursday, November 17th, 2022, from gunfire. And I'm checking to see if there are any dogs that Brandon can tell us about. 
and there appears to be a number of them. So I think three, Brandon. Yeah, my uh, it's being a little slow. Okay, so the Metropolitan Police Department in the District of Columbia, Canine Rocket, end of watch, September 19th, 2022, seven-year-old good boy. Then from the Georgia State Patrol, uh, Canine Figo, on October 7th, 2022, And Canine Pepper from the Greenville Police Department in North Carolina on November 16th, 2022. From a snake bite. One from heat stroke, one from gunfire, one from a snake bite. And the gunfire one, the suspect was shot and killed. Amen. Hopefully Figo got a bite in there before, you know, he was succumbed to his injuries. Yeah. All right, that was an awful lot. And since we're kind of on this topic, our thoughts and prayers are with the uh, 25 L.A. County Sheriff uh, trainees oh, God, yeah. that were brutally and savagely attacked on a morning run by some asshole who accelerated into their running formation and is now claiming uh, that he fell asleep at the wheel. Come on, I haven't seen that defense yet, but come on, really? And is saying that uh, he was pulled out of the car and assaulted by the uh, by the personnel on site. How he's not sitting in a jail cell right now or, and already charged with attempted murder or a body is bag. beyond me. Well, that one I can't understand. He's not already in a body bag. Like that's gonna be. You can't shoot in California. It's like if you shoot at a moving car, you're done. Unless that movie car is trying to run you over. No, even then. Oh, that's not good. Even then. Unbelievable. People, yeah. That's kind of why uh, more and more I'm considering moving cross country. I don't blame you. Don't come to Cook County. So, I'd like you to come here, but Cook County sucks. <laughs> don't work. No, come to Illinois. I think, I, don't I work think we've in Cook got County. a narrowed. Narrowed down to where if we do pull the ripcord, it's going to be one of three states. Colorado? Uh, Colorado's one of them. Tennessee is one of them. And Yeehaw. Florida is one of them. Nice. Florida, so. hot, bugs, hurricanes. Next. Hurricanes, humidity, not Next. a big fan. Yeah. Uh, My brother speaks yeah. well of Tampa, though. He's down there, so he'll yeah, welcome I hear, you. I hear good things from people that are there, but. Yeah. Yeah. Humidity, I'm not a big fan of. And hurricanes, are like I don't, that doesn't sound, <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, actually, the hurricane that just came through, I was down. Which one? Nicole? The, the one that devastated, um, is it Nicole? Yeah, right, just hit Florida. I don't know. And was... I was driving home from Don's when I was in Pennsylvania, so that first week of October. And yeah. uh, my friend, a high school friend that I grew up with, my buddy Norman and his wife Paula, we all grew up together. He lives on down in Florida on what's called Christmas Island. I think it's Christmas Island. So the hurricane came up the Gulf and made a hard right turn and went right through his island and destroyed his entire island. I thought he was dead. Um, I tried calling him, didn't get any messages. We texted him. So on my way home from Don's, you know, it was an eight-hour drive, I finally, the phone rang, and it was, it was him. He could only talk for a minute. Very bad cell, 
usage, obviously, because the cells were down. Oh, yeah. Um, so he said, I'm okay, and he had to go. And then I didn't talk to him again until I was down in Alabama at John's. He called me and, you know, he told me everything that happened. Uh, his house is on stilts, but they lost everything. Uh, you know, Jeez. his trailer, he's got a um, recreational pull-behind trailer, you know, what you, a mobile trailer. Uh, a a camping, recreational a, vehicle? A camping trailer that you hook up to your Dodge Ram that just got washed away in yeah, the like hurricane. Yeah, so he lost yeah. his truck, his trailer. With the trailer was a $120,000 trailer. Um, his truck, his roof off his house, uh, his son's car, his wife's car. It's all gone. So, yeah. um, you know, the insurance companies are working on putting everything back together. But he still doesn't have a roof on his house. He's got the the, the tarps up there as they're trying Jeez. to finish up. So thoughts and prayers to everybody still recovering from the hurricane that hit uh, in October. So, yeah. So uh, what do you got going on in the shop for the last six weeks? Laser stuff. Laser. Laser. And so that I got brings it, I got me the... to my number two. His name? Number, number, two. number two. Okay, laser me. Uh, yeah, so I got the Ortor Laser Master 3. Laser Master. Got an air, got a air assist and uh, the honeycomb bed to help out with the, uh, the cutting. And oh, you got that too. Yeah, Look we designed you. a couple ornaments. Okay. So this is one of them that we've been Oh, I doing. like that. Is there one that says Marazzo in that group that's actually coming in the mail for my tree? Possibly. That might be happening. That's awesome, dude. Yep. Did you hand? So, so those are cut separately, painted separately, put together with glue, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And uh, this one I'm particularly proud of because I did all of the uh, vectoring and design of it from scratch. Wow. Look, it's a Christmas tree with so, the word Silvera across the middle of it. It looks very nice. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, I know I'm a little bit late to this thing, but, you know, how people were laser engraving like slate coasters. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm. Look at that. A part of. Awesome. A part of that. Where do you so, get the slate? Just, uh, from Amazon. So you just buy the blank slate coasters and then you put your logos yeah. on there. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've been uh, doing that, and then with the um, the eighth inch, you know, sheets of uh, wood that I've been getting to cut out the ornaments, I I started uh, fooling around with like badge designs and stuff like that. To where now I'm cutting out and selling uh, plaques of people's badges. Nice. So, with the with their personal badge number on it. Yes, with complete with your personal badge number yeah. on there. Nice. So I have. Uh, Mine and a buddies that uh, just purchased one that are drying. They have finish on them right now. Otherwise, I'd be showing those off. But those are uh, really cool. Um, it took me a while to get everything situated with the laser. And I swear to God, last week I was about to return it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So for Wait. some reason, in the in the middle of engraving, like past the 20-minute mark, it would just stop. No error code, no nothing. Like every now and then it would say something like, hey, you lost USB connection, which didn't make any sense. So I went and bought a better USB cable. Okay. And then like same thing. So oh. um, so I couldn't figure out what, what the hell was going on. So I finally just like last ditch effort created a ticket with Ortor and said, hey, uh, duh fuck. <laughs> Your shit don't work. And they sent me a file. They said, hey, do this, you know, load this into the machine. 
restart it, restart your computer, close light burn, all that stuff, and then it should be fine. And since then, it's worked like a dream, as wow. as intended. They sent so. you a patch, was it? And then you... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they said, like, here, download this file, like, okay. unzip it, download it to your computer, load it into the machine, and it should be fine. And it's it, it's working fantastically. Cool. So that's that's been really exciting. Can I ask you a question um, about the, the vector for the badges? Yeah. So yes. did you build that vector, or does your department have a digital version of their badge? As a vector file, right? um, I'm I'm sure they have a digital version. Um, I couldn't find a good enough image to where I could do it because I'm I'm still very much learning. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- th- like this Christmas tree is very basic and very simple, but it was very difficult for right. me. Right. Yeah, vectors stuff <laughs> um, is hard. So I actually found somebody on Etsy, and he was like, I sent him the the best image I could find. I go, okay. hey, um, what would it cost for you to to vector this? You know, ten bucks. Cool. Like, All right, cool. And then you like, can you yourself sell, can selling the one number. plaque. Yeah. Yes, I can. I can change that, and I found the okay. correct font and all that stuff. So excellent. Uh, with this one cell for the plaque, it's already paid for the file. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, but I, what I want to do is I want to start doing more badges, um, badges, so that I can badges. We don't need like different agencies, badges. right? Yeah. And start sending stuff out to people, right? Uh, for like retirement gifts and stuff like that. Um, I think I've been going back and forth on it, but I think I think I want to get a CNC. Yeah, you do. So do I. A big I, one. I think. <laughs> I just want the one like you have. Yeah, you might be able to that pick up a um, Shape Oco XL XXL for you know relatively inexpensive because they've moved on to like there's a Pro model and there's a four and yeah. the fuck knows. You could probably pick up a used one for a pretty good price. Yeah. Well, because I was looking at Onefinity and. The, the price that they have listed, yes, is very affordable. However, there is a ton of hidden cost in there because, well, you got to get the controller. Right. Uh, you got to get the router unless you have the corded one that fits in there just laying around. Right. You, you have to also buy the software. Well, and you, all you can use little odds and ends card by create, but if you want the nice no, 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 software. No. Uh, through, through, through Onefinity. Oh, Onefinity. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Now, through Shapoko, they at least have like the, hey, you already sank a shit ton of money into this. Here's some software. Right. Yes, it may not be the best. But they've but actually improved it pretty much from what here. I understand. I don't use it, but I heard it's, it's improved. So what, what do you use? Oh, uh, to run my um, CNC. For the CNC. Uh, yeah, I use Vector or Vectrix VCarve Pro. Okay. And um, okay. it's with the spot. They have Aspire as the top one, Vectric software, yeah. and then VCarve Pro. It will run every CNC out there. So when I upgrade to whatever I go to, it will be able to run. Yeah. And I'm familiar with it. So it was, you know, okay. $700 or $800 or something. Yeah. But, See, and that's the thing is, I like, but it's I'm a, not going to spend It's that. a like, lifetime I, investment. I was barely okay with getting Lightburn, and that was like 60 bucks for the year when I bought yeah. it. Now it's like well, 80 or something. You and are it's still a worth single, its weight in gold. Yeah. You know, um, you have to keep your costs down for your shop. So, yeah. So it's it's one of those things of. But you sell enough of those badges, I, you can pay for that software. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with things of, like, with the laser I have now, and I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around this because I would love to get to the point where, if I wanted to pull the cord, I could take this full time. 
and I kind of understand that I'm going to have to get into more of that, like custom signage and doing things like that. Um, like I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy, like, I never consider myself artistic, but I guess this would be considered artistic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I, I get a lot back out of that. So I think that's the route I want to get or go because like building furniture, like that's great and all, but I don't, I don't really get a lot out of that. Like personally. So like instead of like saving up and getting a um like a, a domino, right? I'm not gonna use a domino enough to justify spending a thousand dollars on it. Now doing custom signage, I would be able to justify getting a CNC for that because I would use that enough. So it's one of those things of like when is the right time to do it? Um and then being okay with, you know, for what I have now, I can cut through eighth inch material pretty, pretty easily. Um, so even for bigger signs, it might take longer because I have to cut. You have to do each the template, individual right? Letter. Do you, you do the well, template? Well, I mean, it would just be, it would be cutting individual letters, and so, then yeah, so like piecing them together. If you took a piece of wood and you cut out the letter, <laughs> like the whole word. And then can you put that left, what you just cut out as a template onto your piece and then glue the, use it to glue the letters onto your piece of wood or acrylic or whatever. Yeah. You can do that, right? Because that's yeah. what I well, think I, yeah. Sam does over at Uncharted, right? He makes a template. Well, yeah, he makes a template out of um, cardboard. But he must cut it with the laser because so it's precise. Yes. he So he uses the laser. He creates like a, a very small offset. Okay. So he can kind of set the stuff in there and yeah, right. pull it out. So that's, you'll have to do something similar, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the stuff I do now, I, I lay it out with just painter's tape. Yeah. And then and rulers and stuff. I can, yeah. I can line things up that way. Right. Um, but there are, there would be some things where like, okay, I'm going to need a template for this. Right. And that would, I mean, even with my laser now, I could cut out, you know, cardboard. Okay. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that laser was so, so much better than the one that you had. Yeah. So this one is a, the 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 way they used to market things was really misleading because like the my old laser it's a 15 watt laser 15 watt in but actually output is like somewhere around like five to seven okay what i have now is a 10 watt but it's a 10 watt output Out. yeah okay that's a lot different. so it's yeah <laughs> it's yeah, like it's twice as different. much well yeah if, well, if my math is correct talking, when I was talking to Annie about it, she goes, okay, so like how powerful is this? Later? I'm like, well, it's a 10 watt. She goes, well, isn't your, the one you have now, like a 15? I was like, yes and no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's 15 watts of power in, but by the time it comes out, it's like five to seven. This is a true 10 watt out. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, so they were a bunch of shitheads before. Yes. I don't know what the one I bought from David is. I thought it was a, I think that one's like a 20 watt, but it's 20 watt the in. 20 watt in yeah. And then by the time out. it comes out, it's probably closer to what I have, maybe a little bit less. Okay. So. Well, that um, but, it does but, some amazing but, work from what you showed me. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, I want to do more. I want to do more. Like I've been, we, uh, I have some cork trivets that I need to get up on Etsy. That's another thing that's about to change in a big way for me. I got a question. I think, what's up? What's a trivet? Trivet. So, good trivet. Question. I'm I'm glad you asked. And I did the same thing when Annie told me she wanted a trivet. 
I just started breaking into the whole <laughs> Friends episode. Trivet! Right. Trivet! Um, so what it is is a um, pad. I mean, I've seen them made out of wood. Um, these are cork because I can order blanks off of Amazon and then just laser engrave them. But you put hot pans and stuff on there so you don't damage your countertops. Now, oh. for us, since we have the epoxy countertops, heat makes the epoxy sticky-ish or oh, tacky. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's even though it's fully cured, like it's not going to like liquefy okay. or anything else. But, but like when you pull something hot off of it, yeah, you can kind of hear like the little stick to it. Oh, okay. Good to know. Fine. Because so, I was going to do your countertop thing in my kitchen. So, and I don't know if using that ultimate top coat would solve that. But a lot of issues people have with that ultimate top coat is it really kind of mutes the color, the the color the of the, yeah. the epoxy, okay. and you get kind of like an orange peel look to it. And oh, you don't I don't that. want you're that. Just, I'll, right. I'll just I'll just put a trivet down. Right, trivet. Now that you yeah, know what so they are, like these eight-inch cork circles. So okay. like I did one with um like a monogram on there, and then I have a design that says "Many have eaten here, few have died." <laughs> Is that a compliment to your wife's cooking? Yeah, she, she's a great cook. So <laughs> apparently, because no one's died she got yet, a, she from got her a cooking. She got a kick out of it, and, and my oldest daughter fun. helped me design it okay. while she was in, while my wife was in Nashville. So that's awesome. Um, so I need to get those up. But another thing that's going to change is the Etsy. Um, I'm pretty much going to take down the merch because I haven't sold anything. I think I've sold like two T-shirts. Um, and then I'm going to take down pretty much everything but the small stuff that I can do on the laser. Okay. And then I might start putting up digital files of like the laser stuff. Yeah. I or want, offer, I built you know, a digital um, file I want to sell on there too, but that's good. You'll, you'll probably make more, you'll sell more of that stuff, right? The digital files of yeah. stuff that you make. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's 20, I guess, and it's like 20 cents a month to list something, but I'd rather just not throw away money. So I'm going to really go back. Like it's going to be I, like I, slate coasters. I scaled back. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty far scaled back. Um, oh, and speaking of merch and stuff, uh, I wanted to thank like the three people: uh, David Miller, uh, Trevor Moore, for sure. They um, they each participated in the Pink campaign. Nice. Um, with with their donation, I think um, we were able to make so we took the we took a portion of each of the sales of the Pink campaign stuff. And then I'm at, or I did my annual $50 donation on top of it. And I think we donated around, let's say like 70 bucks. Nice. Uh, to breast cancer research and early detection. Very so, nice. So we did a little bit of good. It was better than nothing. Not as much as I was wanting to. I was hoping to do uh, at least 150, but we fell a little bit short of that. I meant to but buy a pink thing from you. 70 is better than nothing. But my wife won't wear anything that's got pink in it. She hates it. So I, <laughs> and I wasn't going to wear it. So <laughs> I'm still waiting well, for my bought, daughter to finish. They each bought the hat with the uh, with the pink line through the pool okay. house. Nice. That it's a pretty slick looking hat. Um, but yeah, no, thanks to those guys big time. Excellent. And the uh, the couple other people that aren't aren't makers that bought stuff. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've had going on, and it's been a lot of trying to figure out ways to make this an actual business. So, like tomorrow, I am opening up a Full House's own separate checking account. 
Yeah, I have so we'll my be able to better. Account. Yeah, we'll be able to better differentiate Separated. stuff. Um, and then I'm gonna probably take like one day a month and do some overtime stuff to just get like some influx yeah, some money funds. in there. Yeah, I should some actually do little seed money. Yeah, get some overtime and put it in there. So I'm trying to think of little things to do to kind of help that grow, and then like just being able to get my name out there. Like I'm, I'm going to have to really hustle the beginning of the year to just kind of build up a stock of stuff and then do a couple of local vendor shows and maybe even donate a couple of signs to like local businesses, like my kids, uh, like karate studio or my daughter's ballet studio or something like that. Yeah. You're going to have to put product out there for free. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. It goes against everything in my being. I do a lot of marketing that way and haven't, I don't know if I've gotten anything from it, but one recently, which I'll find out and I'll tell you about when we're, when we get to my turn. But, uh, well, it is your turn. I'm, I believe I am done now. You're done now. So it's been a busy, kind of been a busy month. Um, so I have like I said, I haven't been in the shop much because I this joint her and I got disgusted with it and, I'm finally at the point where I'm going to square up the fence and just run wood through it. And if it's off a little bit, who cares? But um, so I went down to Don, see Don Can, this functional woodworker, spent a week in Pennsylvania in Oil City. I did not know this, but oil, I thought it was a small, small town. But Oil City is actually where Pennzoil started, and it's the headquarters of Pennzoil. And Rockefeller had an office there. Some of the um, architecture there is just incredibly insane. I went into one of the, his sister is an artist and does porcelain paintings and stuff. So we went to go see her studio. One of these old 1800 buildings, 1800, it was built in the 1800s. They, it's now like an artist studio. So every floor uh, has artists in it, either musicians, painters, you know, sculptors, whatever. And uh, that's where she's at, where she's got her, her studio. I bought a hand painted porcelain mirror for my daughter, Morgan from her, uh, so we got to see that. I uh, learned a lot about Pennsylvania. Absolutely loved. I drove down there. Um, it was disgustingly beautiful along the, uh, the river at sunset while you're driving around. Me and Don had a great time. We shot the video for the Indestructible Shoes. where we, You did. I saw that. Yeah, where we um, you know, tried to wreck the boots, and I actually just got my new boots and just came did. in. We wrecked them. <laughs> I actually put... Um, I think we put like eight rounds, eight to ten rounds of gunfire through them. <laughs> Don was shooting his 1911 45, and I was shooting the new AGX Pro 9mm. So I just recently threw the boots away because my friend Dan at work always wants something for free. So he says if I mess something up in the shop, I should give it to him, which I have. So he was joking. He's like, I want those boots. So I kept them in my shop for like a month, and then I finally – because we burned them, we nailed them, we shot them, we sawed them. Um, I finally just threw them out. And I was going to do a – oh, I think I have to sneeze. Hold on a second. It might be passing. <laughs> well, I'll talk about mine real quick. When uh, One of the things I did is I threw an egg into the uh, toe, and I hit the you know, the, the composite toe with a hammer yeah. did to the see egg if it would protect the egg. Oh, yeah, it broke. It, <laughs> it broke bad. <laughs> 
So you got so, that. Same- but I didn't want I didn't want a bunch of egg, like right. rotten eggs starting to smell in in there. So when I took the the propane torch to them, I like I angled it so I just like cooked the egg inside. Uh, the <laughs> that's shoe. hilarious. And you <laughs> ate the scrambled egg right out of the shoe. You made your own plate. Well, no, if I hadn't been wearing the shoe for like a week prior, I probably would have. Uh, okay, but. that's hilarious. I finally threw them out. The new ones came. You know, I put them on. Uh, they're okay. I was going to wear them down here in the shop eventually, but uh, then I went to Alabama. It says hang out with John Erickson for a week um, from O'Dark 30, and he picked me up in Nashville. We had lunch in downtown Nashville. He lives two hours south of there in, in Alabama, okay. so just across the border. And, man, his shop, dude, it's 25 by 50. Um, I know. I saw his thunder laser. Yeah, we rolled that, uncreated that. Uh Ran the exhaust for it. That thing, I'm, I, that makes you really want a Thunder Laser, you know? Um, actually, I, I do. all I think, the equipment John has. <laughs> so, John recently got divorced. Love. Oh, shit. So, this is his new house. So, they had two homes. Each got one. He sold his, bought this house. This guy had, a, like, a classic car in this garage, and it was an unfinished garage. It didn't even have a ceiling. It had the roof and stuff, yeah. you know? So, John had all the insulation blown in. And then all the electrical, everything done, epoxy floor, and he started. He hadn't posted on Instagram in a long time because of all the personal stuff. And then I was yeah. posting stuff right in my stories. And then someone reached out to him and said, "Holy shit, dude! Did you get divorced? Look at all those tools you bought." And he's like, "Yep." <laughs> As a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, I did. Uh, well, because I saw that laser, and like Thunder is one of the ones I was looking at because I was debating for a while. Like, do I do I upgrade to? the laser master three, or do I just keep saving and get like the thunder? And then I saw how much some of the thunders were like the one that I want is like 10 grand. Yeah. I was like, hey. with everything, I think he said it was like 11, five or whatever. Yeah. So, so. Um, I don't, and I don't, you have a place to put it. You have your shop is in your garage. I can't get that yeah. in my shop because it doesn't come downstairs. So I can't get yeah. one until well, I get retired. Like move out of state. There's one spot that I could put it. Like I would have to reconfigure some things, get rid of my my first workbench that's on casters, and that's where the laser would have to go. But you have room. But you if could I get to CNC, it. I could I could, but it would it would be like it wouldn't be. Uh, I don't think any would be that happy. <laughs> it's on my. I'll get like the generation ten by the time I get one because I'm talking like in eight years. But whatever. So uh, Alabama was great. Uh, John's uh, such a, a great guy. We had a lot of fun trying to get stuff into a shop and we were at, we went to the army base, you know, cause he's, he works for uh, the government since he retired from the military. He now he's a contractor for the military. So we actually went to the base and I'd never been on a base before. And NASA actually has stuff on this base. And uh, we went to the PX and he's like, <clears throat> we went to get lunch and then he goes, we walked into where they sell everything, like a store. And he's like, oh, look, yeah. here, here's a 75-inch TV for $600. I think I'll buy this. I'm like, hey, shop TV. So we grabbed, the, we grabbed that. Then we hung that bitch up on his shop. And it, it articulates. So he's, if he's in the far end of the shop, he can pull it out and, like, rotate it so he can see it from the other side. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, we did that. And then he has a 20-inch planer. It's on two um, pellets. And our plan was to get it off the pallet. So we got it in the garage. Um, and then you you need like a fork truck. And you can't get a fork truck in his garage because he's got a he's got an apron, a concrete apron, but then it's all like crushed limestone. So he already tried 
bringing a fork truck in there with hard wheels and it sunk and he had to be towed out. You're, you're saying, you're saying forklift, forklift. really weird. Forklift, fork yes. truck. I was no, a certified fork, fork truck driver, forklift driver uh, back in the day. But anyways, yeah. he tried getting one in there with we, the hard you wheels. You lie on your resume and you get the job. Actually, he did it at ComEd. <laughs> That's I was forklift driver. It's not a fork. It's not a fork truck. It's, it's a forklift. Fork well, we in 1988, it was called fork truck. Um, well, you were wrong then. Yeah. So he can't. We can't get one in there because this garage roof isn't really high. It's just a standard door size. Plus, it was sinking in the rocks. So um, I don't know. <laughs> it's still on the pallets. I think he hasn't been able. It weighs like 800 pounds. Um, yeah. So we weren't able to get that off of there. We unpacked the laser. He's got one of the big Laguna um, dust collectors. And yep. when they sent him, there's a five-foot filter that goes on it. His came oblonged. So he oh, sat no. on it. He tried to make it round. He couldn't get it on there. He finally got frustrated. So he put it aside. And then when I was there, he's like, let's try this one more time. So he got some straps. We, like, cranked the straps to try and make it back to being round. And we actually got it to work. We got it up. It's all in there. And it's all, he, that's working. So we did some work, and we did some good for a shop while I was there. That was fun. And then uh, came home, and a couple things I did. I got an Etsy order for a Punisher bottle opener. Uh, so that's going to be a Christmas gift. She asked me to wrap it, Christmas wrap it. So I've got that. I have to engrave. I got it all painted, ready to engrave that. And then I was telling you, I, I made the flag for Sheriff Wayne Ivey. Yes. And I, I posted a picture of it. But Well, let, let's remind everybody who Sheriff Wayne Ivey is. Yeah, so Sheriff Wayne Ivey is in Brevard, Brevard County, Florida, and... In August of 2021, two of his deputies were on a traffic stop when some shitbag came out with a rifle, started shooting at the deputies, uh, his gun jammed. They were they retreated behind the side of their vehicle. He came, they lost sight of him. He came back around from behind, started bashing one of the troopers in the head with his rifle, and then the other deputy shot him 16 times. And Sheriff Ivy had the press conference. And someone asked him why the deputy had to shoot him 16 times. And Sheriff Ivy said, because evil can never be dead enough. And at his major conference, press conference, they showed the video. And you can go to the Brevard County website or up on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel. And you can actually see the, the actual body cam footage of the incident and his um, sharing of that and that press conference. So anyways, I wanted to send him that flag. And Brandon and I had talked about it for a year you know, that I wanted yeah. to make that flag. And I had the pine sitting in my shop and I would look at it every day. So finally made the flag and I didn't just want to send a large package to a sheriff because, you know, people that might expect be, something is bad in there. Cause some concern. Yeah. So I sent him an email and just said, Hey sheriff, you know, I love what you're doing. My buddy Brandon and I talked about um, your comments and I had actually the sheriff's department sold T-shirts that have that saying on it, and on the back it says hashtag MagDump. So they donated money. So I actually have one of those T-shirts. And uh, so I sent him an email and said that um, I really loved his stance and how he protected his officers, and that shit wouldn't float in, in Cook County. That's <laughs> exactly what I said. I go, you wouldn't last five seconds in Cook County if you said that. And uh, we, so we started corresponding, and he said uh, he was honored that he's going to be, you know, getting the flag. So – Flag shows up, and I get an email from him 
So I knew it was delivered because I kept checking the delivery date and I didn't hear from him. So I sent him an email. Hey, Sheriff, I hope you got the flag. I see it was signed for by this guy on this date. And then, you know, I don't get anything. And uh, after I had sent him that I was sending it, he sent me a backup um, email, which was very nice, five paragraphs. So then he finally sends me an email and uh, he said, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you sooner. It's campaign season. I forgot, you know, because the elections were coming up. And he, he said, I've been yeah. running full speed trying to get with the governor, trying to keep Florida safe. And uh, I truly can't put into words how incredible the flag is and how much it means to me. It is absolutely beautiful, and everyone on my staff is jealous of it. I'm having it hung in my brand-new green room at our media production studio, as that is where I type most of my stuff for speaking and public service announcements. The room is brand-new, and it's literally being finalized now with furnishings and equipment, so as soon as it's hung up, I'll get you a picture of it. I also also occasionally will be doing live feeds from there, so don't be surprised if you see the flag in some of my videos. And then he's actually going to send us some more T-shirts and challenge coins. So Andy wants to be a guest on the podcast, so I will get you a pod. I'll get you the challenge coin and a T-shirt when I come in. And Giddy up! Let's get him on. Yeah, he definitely wants to do the podcast. Um, so he's excited about doing that. So that actually made me feel really good. The the flag turned out really well, except. I, now, I don't know why this works this way on the CNC, Brandon, and maybe someone that has a bigger CNC can tell me. Or when I make the – I engrave – I put the whole flag together, then I engrave it. I don't do the separate union. Yeah. Now, obviously, woods – it's not all perfectly flat. So some of it may be up higher and or lower when it's all glued together. But, like, if you look at the f- picture of the flag, which is on my Instagram feed – like the upper right-hand star is smaller than the upper left-hand, far left-hand star. For whatever reason, some of the stars aren't the same size, and I think it's because of the flex in the wood because you're setting the... So I think, I, I think, and this is just me supposing, when you're putting the flag on there, is it dead nuts flat or well, is it here's the issue with the flag, right? Um, slightly warped because I, cause you used pine, right? I used pine, and it's... And I used my new Rockler clamps to, you know, clamp it all down and stuff, which was excellent. But on the CNC table, you have to take uh, one of those flattening bits and you actually, when you trim your, I don't know what they call it, you flatten your CNC before you use it, right? So you you have a certain area of a certain size that is about a sixteenth of an inch lower than the surrounding MDF. So when you put the flag on it, the back of the CNC is higher by a sixteenth of an inch than the front where the flag is going to be sitting. So I have some that might be really it. hard. Well, I have hard. It's not MDF. It's like um, that hard, really hard back backer board that you find. Okay, it's like in, cement board. No, it's really smooth and it's dark brown. Huh. I forget what that's called. Oh, I know. Is it like a, was it like masonite or something? Yes, like yes, I have masonite. And I have, it's the same thickness as this drop down. So I put a piece of masonite under each strap that's on the back of the flag. So it kind of levels it out, right? But it has to be because of the, the pine's not exactly flat. So maybe, there, or there's yeah. a little bit of give in that part of the flag where the CNC is going down that makes the star a different size. But either way, I know it's there because my eye goes yeah. right to it when I look at the picture. Yeah. But, you know, in, in gold letters, it says Sheriff Wayne Ivy, and it says evil can never be dead enough. It's pretty cool. So I was happy that he got it. Um, he loves it. I also sent business cards and stickers and podcast stuff. So hopefully 
we'll get I'll get a flag or two ordered. And I I told them if any of the deputies want a flag, I give them ten percent off. You know, um, I haven't gotten yeah. an order yet, but you never know. That's what we're talking about, right? Free giving away product to support your business and draw attention to your business. So I did that. And uh, I've got a, a flag order that just came in this week. Um, Delmar, uh, Uncle Deli, had a guy who owns a trucking company buy five flags from him. And he reached out to Delmar now, and he wanted a Purdue flag because his daughter's graduating from Purdue. And Delmar's just too busy with work and kids. So he sent them my way. Uh, the we just finalized the design yesterday, so I'm going to pick up the wood for that tomorrow, and I'll be doing a Purdue flag. And then uh, George Vieira, he's got this sign that I wanted to make for his sergeant's office, and I, I put the oak together, I stained it, and then it warped, and then it unwarped, so I started engraving it, and I, don't, I hate oak, if I haven't told you. Oak sucks. Oak sucks to engrave in because it's so grainy. I engraved a little bit on it. Didn't like how it was engraving. I took it back off. It warped again. I don't know what the fuck the problem is. So I have to come up with some new type of wood for George's sign. Uh-oh. All right, so to wrap it up, um, Brandon's computer had has just shit the bed. So I'm going to close us out. And I, I was just – I'll pick up, I think uh, – what I was talking about was I was trying to make a sign for George Vieira and uh, that's not going well because the oak sucks and the engraving part sucks. So um, trying to come up with a new idea for that sign. I just finished a Cowboys LED sign uh, for a client of mine and it's all wrapped up and I got to ship it for Christmas. So I got to do that. And uh, also Brunt, Brunt Work Gear, whose hat I'm wearing today, sent me a pair of their pants, uh, their work pants, for me to try out and talk about. So I, I ordered the pair. I ordered a pair of too big. I put them on. They were too big. Uh, I did like them. So I'm sending them back. They're going to send me back a new pair in the correct size. And if anybody's interested in getting any Brunt Gear, their boots, which I wear at work, are phenomenal, or these pants, you can use a code for $10 off. The code is MMW10, MMW10 for 10 bucks off your order. So with that being said, uh, thanks for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe, comment on YouTube. Give us a review if you're listening on iTunes or if your other podcast platform allows you to do so. And we are back and we will be recording again next Sunday. So uh, you'll have... Two new episodes back-to-back before the holidays come. Hopefully a few more after that before Christmas break. So thanks again, everybody. I really appreciate you tuning in. For Brandon, this is Mike. And peace out. Stay safe in the streets and in the shop.